Percy, aren't you glad that God doesn't listen to us when we boldly recommend our plans to him for our lives? <laughs> and I think the operative word is boldly. You are right. <laughs> indeed, my friend, indeed. I think back on the many plans that I thought I had figured out for my life, particularly in ministry. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just start there. Uh, and that if they ever came to pass the way that I thought or the way that I desired, uh, it would have been disastrous. It would have been a mess. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. It wasn't my lane. It was so many different things. Just I was just uh, impetuous and I just had great desire, zeal and no knowledge, quite frankly. And so I, I think that it's important for us to understand that. And, and we're going to continue a conversation today uh, from uh, last week with a dear friend of mine, as I've already stated, who shares some ministry gems of wisdom that he learned by serving the most unlikely group of people that he did not ever plan mm-hmm. to be ministering to. His name is Reverend Michael Langham, and we'll hear part two of the conversation with Percy coming up on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. So glad you could join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd here with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P. He's Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope and A good friend of yours is going to join us for part two of the conversation here today, Percy. But I got to tell our listeners, if you missed part one, all you got to do is go back in the list in the archive and click on listen. Make sure you hear that part one last time. Yeah, and I think it's important that people for continuity sake and for context that you go back and listen to part one because it'll help set up what's going to be discussed in part two. And and, and that is going to be discussions around post-ministry to cancer patients uh, entering into the pastorate. And uh, my friend, uh, Reverend Michael A. Langham, who is now Pastor Emeritus, uh, is going to uh, disclose and uh, and share some things about what he learned along the way about himself, about ministry, and then certainly about people as he entered into the pastorate after 20 years of cancer care ministry. All right. Before we hear the interview, though, you always open with a spiritual nugget that sets the tone for the conversation. So what have you paired with today's program? Absolutely. So my spiritual nugget for today is found in uh, Proverbs 19, and we're going to read verses 20 and 21. I actually referred to this scripture uh, in the last interview, but I want to have it as our foundational scripture for today. And it reads as follows. Listen to advice and accept discipline. Oh, my, oh, my. We could just (laughs) go right there. Uh, and, And at the end, and at the end you will be counted among the wise. Verse 21 is our operative verse. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is only the Lord's purposes that will prevail. And that is going to be the thrust and the dynamic and the theme of this ongoing conversation of where one may be starting uh, in the middle and, and where they ultimately end up at the end of the day probably is not how you thought or believed yeah. or considered would be your end. And so today we're going to have a conversation to hear from my friend and my brother who's going to help us understand that. Just a couple of things before we roll the interview again, part two. Uh, number one, if you have a question, a non-medical question you'd like to pose mm-hmm. to us to post to other listeners, you can reach us through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect and type in your question there. Again, a non-medical question. 
question. And then secondly, have you heard that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide Meditations are teaming up to make a premium subscription of Abide's mobile app free to the HHI community? Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day and rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Here's what you do. Text HHI to 22433 for your free subscription. You can quiet your mind and relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. That's HHI to 22433. And we believe you will be blessed and encouraged by this free app available now to all listeners of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Let's, uh, let's continue now with what we started last week on the program as Percy talks with our guest. Hey, 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 this is Pastor P, uh, the cancer pastor, Reverend Percy McRae with another compelling conversation. And I promised you that I was going to come back with a part two. I don't do, I typically don't do parts one and two with interviews for the show, but, uh, and I'm not even sure a part two is going to do us justice for, for the man that I'm bringing back to you. And that's Reverend Michael A. Langham, uh, my friend and my brother who uh, worked at Cancer Treatment Centers of America for 20 years as the director of pastoral care there and uh, did phenomenal things there, things that, again, people are still talking about to this day. I still stay in contact with individuals who who know of his work and speak of him fondly. And, uh, of course, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, we worked together for about a year and a half directly with each other, and then I transferred and went back to my hometown of Chicago, Illinois, and worked at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Zion. And then we worked together collaboratively across the country and did did amazing and phenomenal things, things that neither one of us would have imagined that we would have done individually or collectively. And I mean that with all of my heart. But today we're going to talk about his life and his ministry after cancer ministry, after he left Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Uh, the Lord directed him and moved him in a different place, and he began to become the senior pastor of From the Heart Ministries. And I'll allow him to kind of unpack and tell us a little bit about that amazing and outstanding organization. And I remember the day when he called me and told me that he was he was taking the pastorate. And I almost started crying, literally. I There was a, a, a shrill that went through me, not of sadness, but of joy, because I knew that he had a pastor's heart and that uh, at some point that was going to be part of, of his transition. And, and that came to be, and when he shared that information with me, I was just flooded with emotion, and I was so happy and excited for him. So we're going to bring him back to talk about life after Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Welcome back, my friend. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well, and it's good to be back with you. <laughs> well, you sound good, and uh, I'm grateful. I'm glad. I'm glad that... As the uh, old Carol Burnett song used to be, I'm now aging myself. I'm so glad that we could spend this time together <laughs> just to laugh and sing a song. And uh, I loved that song from her. It was so touching. And I feel like that every time that we connect. And so let's get to it, man. You, you've you lived a full life. You've, had, you've come full circle with regard to your ministry career. And you're still operating to, on some level as Pastor Emeritus. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, From the Heart Ministries, uh, your senior pastorate, and then now, of course, you are living in the, the greater Kentucky area. But tell us a little bit about your, your current state of affairs, my friend. Yeah, well, um, 
From the Heart Church Ministries is um, a worldwide ministry that was uh, founded by uh, Dr. John Cherry, um, who um, was just a, uh, a man of God. That describes him right there. Yeah. A man that loved God and a man that obeyed God. Yeah. I used to listen to him on the radio uh, before I moved to Tulsa. Okay, okay. I believe that early on when God called me, that he called me to pastor. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't something that in my mind, in my heart, that I didn't want to do or say anything to make it happen. If God wanted me to pastor, he was going to have to make it happen. Got it. Got it. So um, at a uh, one of our general church meetings, um, our founding father, just out of the blue, came up to me and asked me, uh, Nurse Langham, are you ready to uh, obey God's call on your life? Huh. My eyes got all big. And <laughs> I bet. All I, all I could say was, yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> and uh, that was the beginning of it. And it's, uh, uh, it, 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 it it was wonderful to uh, to be able to to pastor in Tulsa, yeah. pastor God's people, uh, and be a part of that ministry. And again, just like uh, I saw God work at Cancer Treatment Centers of America through uh, uh, the pastoral care department, God continued to work in my life uh, and in that church and through that church in the same manner. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's uh, even up until this day, although I have retired from the uh, pastorate, mm -hmm. uh, my bishop or the Episcopal pastor, uh, uh, Bishop Cherry, can call me at any point and give me an assignment, or my pastor, Pastor Clarissa Cook, I'm now a member from the Heart Church Ministries of Cincinnati, at any point in time I can receive an assignment. I've just retired from the pastorate, yeah. but not from ministry. Got it, got it. Well, a couple of things. First of all, shout out to Dr. John A. Cherry, who also I had the privilege and the opportunity to meet, and he was indeed, I confer, a man of God. Thank God for his life and his ministry. And then, of course, the presiding bishop uh, at this time, I send uh, greetings and salutations and best regards to as well. And uh, I thank God uh, for for that ministry and for the fact that you were able to be a part, and it's, and, and is still a part of an unbelievable worldwide and, and a ministry of a standard of excellence, bar yes. none, bar, yes, bar any. Well, we, we, I'm celebrating you, Pastor. You're a trailblazer. You have been a tireless worker in the cancer space. You were part of innovation and creation with regard to what we now loosely say cancer care ministry, but, you know, 25, 30 years ago, uh, very novel idea and concept. Things were learned. Things 
uh, lessons were, were taught to us. We taught lessons to others. We've spoken to pastors. We've been on TV. We've been on radio. We've we've done interviews in magazines, newspapers. It's crazy. It really is crazy when I sit and think about it. With, with all of the years of ministry to cancer patients, uh, when you went into the pastorate at the local church level, uh, how did that the ministry to cancer patients impact you as a person and a ministry that helped equip you for pastoring in the local church? Well, uh, cancer care ministry humbled me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I talked about how, you know, just coming out of seminary that I was full of all this book knowledge. It's the and truth. Just <laughs> yeah, it's true. Couldn't wait to lay it on somebody. It's true. It's true, Pastor. It's true. It's so true. But uh, I, I got into uh, chaplaincy and cancer care ministry and and realized that uh, that was just book knowledge. Yes, sir. Now I was in the real world mm-hmm. and had to deal with real people and real issues. Yeah. Not that education is not important. Correct. It is vitally important. It is. Vitally important. But uh, we have to be able to uh, understand uh, the value of that when it comes to ministering to people. Correct. And in the last session, I talked about the fact that people didn't know how much, didn't care about how much I knew. They wanted to know how much I cared. Yes, sir. But it humbled me like I had never been humbled uh, before in that, uh, and, and I understood my relationship with God and I had given examples of God's, uh, speaking to my heart and giving me direction, and uh, that that helped prepare me for uh, the pastorate. Yeah. Uh, not only uh, direction for um, hearing from God to speak to the congregation, mm-hmm. but hearing from God for oversight and direction of the local church. Yeah, yeah. But uh, working in the chaplaincy, I also got to see faith and grace in action as I had never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, To see what a cancer patient endures and what they go through and they keep coming back. Yeah. It's a lot. And coming back. It's a lot. And coming back. You see, we saw them at their worst. Yes. And there were times that I'm like, I don't know how they're doing that. And, you know, Pastor, I'm going to interject right here. It's, it's one of the staples that I probably make a comment about anytime I am interviewed, which has been so many times, that cancer care ministry or hospital health care ministry to cancer patients is very uniquely different than standing in front in front of the, the fellowship at a local church uh, as oh, a senior yeah. pastor. They're so different, and primarily because— when you are ministering to people in the local church, 
you typically see them at their best, not at their worst from a healthcare yes. perspective. And that's a humbling dynamic. And you are absolutely correct because it really does. It will humble you and it will bring you to a place of realization. And then to see the resilience, the courage, uh, the dogged determination of the average cancer patient, as you adequately said, they keep coming back and they keep coming back and they keep fighting. It is an amazing thing to be able to witness and be part of. I agree with you 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. And then uh, also part of that is that uh, because, uh, you know, if, if uh, they were believers and the things that they wouldn't share with their pastor. Yes. You know, because a lot of Christians, you know, regardless of what people say, uh, there are certain things that they're just not going to talk to their pastor about what's going on in their life. It's true. It's absolutely true. When, when they came to the hospital, they laid it all out there for us. Well, it's interesting because we, we became like their <laughs> hospital pastor. We, we, we yeah. took on a very specific role that, and I agree with you. In the beginning, I had no idea of the depth and the scope of that. That was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm your pastor away from your pastor of things that you're not telling your pastor. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, that humbled me. And again, seeing uh, uh, the faithfulness of God and the grace of God yeah. at actions in, in, um, uh, in their lives. And it, it got to a point where, you know, we were there to minister to them, mm -hmm. but, uh, it became uh, a point for me to let them know that as I'm ministering to you, absolutely. And I see your faith. I want you to know that you're giving me Absolutely. much more Absolutely. than I'm giving you. Absolutely, Pastor. Absolutely. And you're a blessing to my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, that was a very, very humbling position to be in. And this helps me with my transition with the next question, Pastor. So I'm going to throw you a curveball a little bit because by and large, I think that the pastorate inside of the local church, I've been down that road, there tends to be the dynamic, whether intentional or not, that, you know, we we are the source of everything. We are on top of, you know, we stand on top of the faith mountain. We have our faith cape on. We've got our theme song playing in the background. <laughs> you know, we we are faith man, and we're going to, we're here today mm -hmm. to help you, and we're going to bring to you what thus saith the Lord but I don't think, for the most part, and I could be wrong and I could be corrected, that many senior pastors of a local church feel humbled, as you've stated, the way that we experience that humility from cancer patients. And to add to your point, feeling like that we would walk away from that experience going, I, I got something from them today versus whatever I thought I gave them. They blessed yes. me today. They they made an impartation, talking about making an impartation and a deposit in my yes. life personally that, that is impacting me. That's a very unique dynamic, Pastor. Yes, it is. It is. So it is. having said that, so transition, in your humble opinion, what does the local church still need to understand or make a theological shift about 
regarding health, healing, medicine, faith, the cancer community at large. Because, see, you brought that with you when you stepped through the front door of, of mm-hmm. the local church. Based yes. upon that, those 20 years, you, you're bringing some things with you now. Let's talk mm-hmm. about, in your humble opinion, what, does you think the still, what do you think the local church still need to do to make a theological shift about this whole dynamic of ministering to people and health and healing and wellness? I'm curious of your thoughts about that. Yes. Well, let me preface the statements with, with this. I do believe that God heals. Okay. But I can't teach anybody in six hours or a thousand in six hours. <laughs> you know, and you're a pretty good. You're pretty good. Hand. You're a pretty good teacher, Pastor. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no certain place to lay your hand. There's no certain formulation uh, or algorithm of words that you can say that I'm going to heal anybody. Okay. We need to understand that God and God alone can heal. Okay. And God is sovereign. Okay. I agree. And both of us have seen men and women who were over... Faith healing ministries. We have up close and personal. Go home to be with the Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before their time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, it, the church needs to understand that that God is in control. Yeah, yeah. God is in control. And that's why we need to be about our father's business. And we need to work uh, while it is day because night comes Hmm. and when work can't be done and we don't know when the night comes. See, there are over a hundred. How many people died during COVID? Oh, wow. That number was extensive. And many of them, Pastor. Were, were people of faith, pastors? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. some high-profile pastors yeah. that we know, TV ministries. Yes, yes. I don't remember the number right now. Yeah, it was but large. You're right. Many of them were were believers, They uh, and, and they were in ministry. And like you said, pastors, uh, they didn't expect the night to come no. when they could no longer work. No. Uh, but but God is in control, yeah, yeah. and we need to we need to realize that um, we don't have that power no. to heal someone. No. Only God does. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had to deal with uh, individuals of that mindset who believe that they didn't need. Uh, uh, medical treatment because God was going to heal them. We've had to counsel these people many times. Hey, you know, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for healing. Yeah. And and I'm going to be praying while I'm on the phone calling to make my doctor's (laughs) appointment. (laughs) 
and what's interesting about this, Pastor, so we're going to keep it really real, just you and me, because we both have had uh, some health challenges over the last yes. several years. You know, I yes. am I am a three-year, going on a four-year cancer survivor. Who would have thought, after 20-plus yes. years of supporting cancer patients, praying with cancer patients, then I turn around and got cancer? And, and I had people yes. ask me about it. It was like, yes. well, Reverend, did, you know, did you sin? You must have got out the will of God. You know, you, mm-hmm. what, where was your faith? I was like, hey, wait a minute, time out here. And, I, and you know, you've had some health care challenges that you've had to work through, and we had to go and seek medical care and uh, treatment. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yes, so, indeed. so we had to learn how to walk and chew gum at the same time, if I can use that analogy. We're praying, yes. we're trusting God, but, yeah, I'm on the phone talking to my oncologist. I'm talking to my GI. And I'm following a protocol at the end of the day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. To, to, to that fact, cancer is not God's judgment for sin. I appreciate you saying that, Pastor. Thank you. Somebody um, needs to hear that. Yeah. We live in a sinful world. Broken world. And... Everything that man does is for selfish reasons. Mm. Or I should say that everything that mankind does Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is for selfish reasons. And uh, there are pollutants in the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, the food that we eat. Why? Because mankind is doing something to it all so that they can make a book. Yeah, yeah. And it's affecting each and every one of us of our and our physical bodies. Yeah. But uh, God loves us. God wants the best for us. And uh, God doesn't want us to leave here before our time. But, uh, you know, we're we're working. Mankind is working against mankind, yeah. if you will. Okay. I like that. I like that 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 statement. And I appreciate that because I think someone needs to hear that. And I'm just going and I've been talking about it for many shows now. And I'll give the list very quickly. Uh, Dr. Tony Evans, just before COVID, his wife passed away. You know, one of the, one of our great respected faith leaders in the United yes, States, indeed. highly respected. I had, I had the privilege of meeting him uh, last year. Just just a, a man of integrity and character, uh, Dr. Louis P- Luis Palau, who was the yes. great evangelist from South America, passed away of cancer. You know, your 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 mentor and to a certain extent, my mentor as well, Dr. Uh, John Cherry, you know, passed away, you know, uh, Dr. Casey Price passed away from complications of COVID. So, again, these are great men of faith and women of faith. Uh, And I would say and again, I want to reiterate, you know, that their their health care challenge and and their and their succumbing to that. It's not because of being judged by God because of sin. And I want this audience, someone to hear that today, not to think on those terms and, and apply that to your life, nor judge like like Job's friends who came to support Job. And was like, man, what did you do? You must have got out the will of God. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Everything that you just articulated, I think, really lays that out very well. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that. Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time to live and there's a time to die. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> well, my man, our time is gone, Pastor. Um, any final comments, thoughts that you have that you'd like to provide to the audience today? Again, I want to. I'm celebrating you, but again, you're a man of of knowledge and information and experience. Anything that is a parting thought that you'd like to share with someone today? 
Well, a couple of things. Uh, uh, anyone who uh, is ministering to cancer patients, their families, or has a desire to, to do that, first of all, don't feel that you have to try to fix everything. Yep, yep. That's not your job. That's not your job. <laughs> not my job, man. Yeah, that's not your job. Uh, uh, think about just being present. Mm. Think about just being present. Uh, thirdly, don't do for the cancer patient what they can do for themselves. Yes. They're already dealing with a sense of loss of independence. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of people who, um, you know, uh, want to help a cancer patient, uh, they, they just jump in there and start doing this and start doing that. And when a cancer patient already feels a loss of their independence, mm -hmm. that just makes it worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let, let them do what they can do. And anything that we do for God, anything that we do that's going to be a blessing for others, Anything that we do that's going to leave a deposit in the earth realm, it's going to take sacrifice yeah. on our part. So sacrifice doesn't mean that we go without. Right. It simply means that we give up short-term pleasure for long-term gain. Mm. It means to exchange the lesser for the greater. Preach. You know, a lot of people look, uh, uh, look at sacrifice as a negative word. Right. It's not a negative word. Right. We're, uh, but if we want to do anything for God, we're going to have to sacrifice. That's the truth. Um, and finally, um, I, I, I want to say that what, what fuels my hope yeah. for the future in this world in which we live, uh, where... Uh, we watch the news broadcast and 99% of everything is negative. Yes, sir. Even the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, what, what, what keeps me going is my faith. And at From the Heart, we define faith as confidence in the testimony of God. Mm. If mm. God said it, I believe it. Yeah. It's that simple. And then uh, I've mentioned this as well, God's grace. We define grace, God's grace as the omnipotent power of God working on your behalf at all times. Yes. I mean, what more do <laughs> I need than uh, uh, confidence and and, and God's testimony, whatever he says in his word, whatever he spoke to my heart, yes. and the fact that he's working on my behalf all the time, 24-7. I mean, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't, Pastor. It doesn't. Well, listen, my friend, thank you for taking time. Uh, Cause I know you, you, uh, you have things that you are doing and 
along with, uh, you know, some leisurely things that you do now and some leagues that you play in. <laughs> uh, Pickleball and, 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 you know, cornhole, cornhole to name yeah. just a couple. But I thank you. I do. Thank you for loving me. And maybe even at some times when I didn't deserve your love or, or I was out of pocket, uh, thank you for being my friend. But more importantly, thank you for being uh, a servant of God and serving his people and continually doing so. Uh, I celebrate you today. I honor you. And I thank you for your contribution that you have made and that you are still making. And on behalf of the cancer community, uh, we're better for knowing the one and only Reverend Michael A. Langham. Well, let me say, you know, uh, you talked about me forgiving you, but that's what makes someone a brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'll acknowledge my weaknesses in our relationship and you forgave me. Mm. And I think that that is what has kept us um, uh, brothers uh, and um uh, working together in the vineyard for all of these many years. And uh, again, I just look forward to uh, more of the same in the years to come. Well, let's do it. Let's stay connected, man. And uh, you have my word that I will certainly do that with you today. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. God bless, Pastor. Stay well. Give my best regards to the wife. And, uh, hey, man, go win a couple of uh, cornhole tournaments, okay? You know I'm going to do it. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Love you. Love you, too. I'll bet the two of them have a good time when they get together. That's Percy McCray with our special guest, Reverend Michael Langham. I'll talk with Percy about that conversation in just a moment. But with locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Center of America, part of City of Hope, is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact them with questions you may have by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, as we said earlier, that was part two of the conversation. Part one is in the archive for you to listen to at your convenience. I'm so grateful, Percy, that we had these uh, two conversations here on the program with Reverend Michael. Me too. I, first of all, because I wanted to give tribute and honor uh, to a warrior, a spiritual warrior, a spiritual trailblazer, who now is, is kind of enjoying and relaxing uh, post-ministry career, as you heard on the closing. He's now, uh, among some things that he's doing at his local church in, in the Kentucky area or Cincinnati area, he's now playing in cornhole tournaments and pickleball tournaments. So he's <laughs> he's busy doing Both serious Both are very stuff. popular right now, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it, is the, it is the rave right now everywhere. I just heard of it a couple of years ago. So he's in that community in space. And 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 pickleball, by the way, has to be a great exercise. I would think. I've never done it, but I would imagine. I know I've attempted to play tennis before, and I know it's not quite as high paced as that. But I, the day that I tried to 
played tennis, I thought I literally was going to have a heart attack, man. I was like, I, this is this this sport is crazy. That's a workout, so, right? <laughs> that was a real workout. So having said that, uh, but everyone that I know is involved and engaged in that, and that's that's part of his kind of post ministry kind of exercise that he's engaging in, and I, yeah. I wish him luck. In yeah. You know, one thing that uh, I learned from him that we learned together from Reverend Michael is the fact that, and this is an important point, that oftentimes when we put ourselves in that position of following God and doing what God directs us to do, we often are the beneficiaries of that. That is true. But we don't really hear many people from a ministerial leadership perspective talk about this point. So, uh, you know, I, I'll just put that out there. Typically, when when you see, hear, and talk to many, you know, pastors and spiritual leaders, there's this perception that you know they are the source of all things that God mm-hmm. wants, and that it, you know, and it comes from them only. But the fact of the matter is, I believe, and I certainly can say and express uh, agreement with him, is that there were many times that I have learned more from people that I was ministering to than in my and that which I was attempting to give to them. And he certainly talked about how that humbled him and brought him to a place of realization of the exchange that takes place in ministry sometimes from a ministerial leadership perspective. And I I appreciate him being very uh, uh, vocal and candid and and vulnerable about disclosing the fact that, hey, man, many times I walked away going home today. I don't think I did much of anything Mm -hmm. for that person. But boy, what did I learn from him? Yeah, many people consider this the bridge back. You know, it's it's the it's what comes back to us when we attempt to minister in God's name. Well, and I think what's important about it, Wayne, from my perspective, even as I think about it consciously now, wouldn't it make sense at the end of the day that because we are all in a human exchange with one another, that there should be some things that we should be gleaning from other people versus just being the giver? And boy, would that make a difference if we could get our society in the current state that it's in today, right now, be willing to engage and enter into conversations that may be difficult, complicated, and say, listen, I'm willing to open up my heart and my head to what you have to say, and I might learn something from you. Oh, what a concept. (laughs) As we did last week, we're offering a free resource this week called Missing the Now, Looking for the Tomorrow. It fits right in with the conversations that you've heard these past uh, couple of programs now. So look for that online. Missing the now, looking for the tomorrow. Let's not miss the now of what God has for us. Download this at HHI, health, hope, and inspiration.com. Those four words, health, hope, and inspiration.com. It's a free download, and feel free to share that with other people as well. You shared a proverb with us to open this conversation. Can we circle back on that? Yes, sir. So we're going to go back to Proverbs, and we're going to listen to the 20th and 21st chapter. I'm sorry, 20th and 25th verse. Uh, that really explains clearly what we've been talking about. And that is this, if you are going to God with your plans and with your desires and with your dreams, that's okay, but just leave space for possibly an option that may not fall into what you are asking God to do. And it says this, listen to advice and accept discipline because it requires discipline, quite frankly, that when we set our mind to something that we believe we're supposed to do, then we have to discipline ourselves to be willing to say, okay, maybe God is moving me in a different direction, or maybe this is not exactly the direction that God is moving me in, or this is not how he's going to do this. Listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end you will be counted among the wise. I don't know about you, Wayne. Mm. I've desired a lot of things, but at the end of the day, and when it's all said and done with my life, I hope someone says that there was some wisdom in that young man and that it came from God and I've, I've benefited from that. 
So verse 21 is our operative verse as we close, says that many are the plans in a person's heart and how true is this, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Yeah. At the end of the day, folks, uh, please hear Pastor P. Uh, you may have dreams, desires, goals. You may be ambitious about a lot of things, but ultimately that may not fit into the plan that God has for you. And so be open, leave open some space for God's plan to prevail in your life so that you do not frustrate the grace of God. So very good. Thank you, Percy. And thanks to you for listening. Why don't you share this podcast with others? You can do that easily. And also make sure that you've subscribed yourself to our podcast so you never miss an episode. And leave a review at Apple or at Google, Mm -hmm. wherever you hear the podcast. It helps uh, attract new listeners to what you've benefited from here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, God bless. Um, Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Well, that's going to be our plan, right? But, you know, the Lord's purpose will take over and we'll see how that all works out. Exactly, exactly. All right. (laughs) So so with that being said, uh, remember that we still got work to do, folks. There are still things that God is sitting before us and he's expecting us to show up and play. And so with that being said, keep chopping the wood. Hopefully we'll see you and talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.